Kaylin's Coffee Talk is a CastBox original produced alongside with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. You can always brew up your favorite cup and listen to Coffee Talks wherever you listen to your podcasts, but I hope you give CastBox a try because it's pretty cool. And with that, brew yourself a cup and let's get to today's episode. I promise you that the same stuff that galaxies are made of, you are. The same energy that swings planets around the stars makes electrons dance in your heart. It is in you. Outside you, you are it. It is beautiful. Trust in this and your life will be grand. Kamal Ravikant. Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to my Coffee Talk podcast. It has been a hot minute since we've all sat down and chatted. After Utober, pretty much every single year that I've done Utober, I've always kind of known this, but after Utober, I tend to get a little bit creatively just like burnt out. I feel like I pump out so much content in such a small period of time that towards the end, I'm like, oh God, like what could I even say at this point? I feel like I've been talking for 31 days straight. So I took a little bit of a break to really sit and basically process exactly how and what I wanted to come back saying. And funny enough, this is actually my third time recording this podcast. Long story short, two Fridays ago, Larissa and I went and saw A Star is Born. And if you guys have not seen that movie yet, I highly, highly recommend it. It's probably one of the best movies I've seen in a really long time. But there's this scene where Bradley Cooper is talking to Lady Gaga and If you have seen the movie, you'll know what scene I'm talking about, but they're outside on a patio and like overlooking her billboard. And he says to her, there's two things he says. The first one is you got to dig down deep into your soul and find two legs to stand on or something like that. And then the second part was you shouldn't ask why they're listening. You should just damn well make sure you got something to say. And so that movie in itself was amazing. But those two things really, really stuck with me. And the last two times pretty much that I've tried to record this podcast and I tried to sit down and even film because I was trying to get my videos back up as of this week, as opposed to them going back up as of next week, each time it just felt so inauthentic and weird. And I felt like I just was rambling and I kept on pausing and stopping and needing to take just like a huge deep breath because I honestly wasn't sure if what I was saying was me really actually digging down deep and standing in my truth. I felt like I was just kind of talking for the sense of making noise, you know? And so I decided to kind of just get a little quiet, maybe shut my mouth for a few days and just see what came up, you know, what thoughts came up, what emotions came up. And I've been meditating a lot the last couple of days. And just in general, I've been journaling and and the book that I'm reading, I'm still reading wherever you go, there you are. And all of that has just created this huge theme right now in my life of truth. One thing that I will always, always try to do, no matter whether I get this platform for the rest of my life or it goes away or if it's to one day talking to my children or I don't know, anyone, a stranger on the street, the one thing that I really, really, really try and work on on a daily basis is to just make sure everything that leaves my mouth and every action that I take is honest and true. And in doing so, 
everything that I do when I feel like it's not coming from a place of me owning exactly who I am, where I am in that moment of my life, it tends to come out frazzled or I tend to, you know, I feel like I just get all over the place and I feel like I'm stumbling through life and tripping over myself, not because I'm going out of my way to lie by any means or going out of my way to just, you know, not own who I am, but I think it just is a subconscious thing where I'm ignoring the ways that I'm feeling. I hope that makes any sense whatsoever. But the truth is, in the last few weeks, even though externally my life has been absolutely grand, like there's no complaints here. I'm so grateful for everything in my life. I will never not feel that sense of gratitude. But I think internally, without wanting to fully admit it, I think the age that I'm at in my life right now, I think the way the world is going right now and, you know, there's just all the stuff that you see in the news nowadays. I feel like I've been in a very deep sea of just contemplation for the last few weeks of what things mean to me, I guess, and what really is my truth. Ultimately, in the last few weeks, I've been navigating a lot of life's heavy questions and I mean, I also tend to get really nostalgic when it comes to specific dates and times and anniversaries. And so every year around this time, right around the end of October and, you know, pretty much all of November, those are really, really big for me in terms of just pivotal moments that have happened in the past in my life. And so that mixed with the fact that, you know, it kind of is just the weather thing too. You know, it kind of gets gloomier around this time and you just start to, there's a weird thing with this time of like gloominess in the year and October and fall and winter. Part of the reason why I like it is because I kind of like being a little bit more, I don't want to say broody, but I like being moody. I feel like that's a good way to put it. I kind of like the moodiness of winter and the moodiness of this time of year, but it's also got a lot to do with just moments of my life that have been super substantial have happened around this time of the year too. So all of that mixed together has made it so that in the last little bit, I feel like I've just been kind of living in two different places. I've been living on the outside in my life, but I've also been living on the inside and really just kind of marinating a lot of thoughts and questions just with myself lately. So between that and digesting basically 2018 as a whole, because not to mention now that we're dipping into pretty far into November, actually, this year is officially coming to a close, which just shakes me because I swear this year went so, so fast. I feel like it was January like a blink of an eye ago and we were talking about all the goals that we wanted to set for 2018 and now here I am and I'm just like, wow, what a ride that was because we're only a few weeks left until it's 2019, which is also super exciting. Love the new year, but that's besides the point. Future topic. My mind has just been basically a little preoccupied with where I'm at internally. After Utober, it's almost like the, the whole world just kind of stops for a second and I feel lately like I'm suddenly very awake and you're kind of like, wow, okay, here we are again, you know, and you're checking in on where you're at, not just physically, but also mentally and where your soul is kind of at. That has been the running theme of just where I've been mentally the last few weeks. Not to mention on top of all of that, for some reason, and I don't know if it's just like the shift in time and how it's getting darker earlier and staying darker later in the mornings, but my dreams have been so vivid. It's weird. I'm not even just talking vivid dreams where you wake up and you're like, whoa, that felt so real. I've had dreams where one, I'm lucid. So I tend to actually have a lot of lucid dreams. I have a weird relationship with sleep, okay? I got 
really, really bad insomnia towards the end of Utober and I'm just, just coming out of it now. Like two nights ago, I slept for 13 hours solely because I had spent about two weeks getting maybe three to four hours of sleep a night. So my body is really weird with sleep. That's one of those components that we're working on, me and myself. But when I actually do tend to get sleep, I also get really, really weird and vivid dreams. And I think that also feeds into my insomnia because when I'm in a really stressed out point in my life, those dreams can turn really dark and twisted. But when I'm in a bit more of an inspirational or a happier part of my life, those dreams just are really, really strong messages, I feel, because some of them I'm lucid and I know what's happening. For instance, this is going to sound totally whack and crazy, guys, but (laughs) don't judge me, okay? I'm telling you guys the deepest pits of secrets when it comes to what my dreams are like. But just a few nights ago, I had a dream where it's going to be so hard for me to put this into words, but it was like I was having a conversation with the universe. And when the universe would ask me questions, I would basically pop up an image in my head. And that image that would instantly pop into my head was my subconscious answering. So it's so hard for me to describe how I was talking. Mm, I don't even know how to explain how it went down, but it was basically like I was watching the dream as it was happening but I wasn't controlling it in any way. And my subconscious was just showing me things. So I don't know if I was technically the universe or if it really was the universe just asking questions or how it was all being controlled. But all I know is that I got a lot of very eye-opening answers in that dream. And then I've also been having dreams where I'm kind of watching memories that have already happened. Like the other night I had a dream where I was watching myself at like eight years old walking past the library in my hometown. And it was a memory that I could tell had happened before because it was almost like deja vu while I was watching myself. And it was weird because I could tell or I just had this overwhelming sense of belief that what I was seeing was happening like in November and in that day just a couple years ago. It, it's just been weird, okay? This time of the year has been very weird. I feel like I'm getting a lot of messages from my subconscious and it's making me just want to meditate and get all these answers and just basically swim really deep. And I know that sounds really crazy, but to be honest, it's part of my nature to just swim in some super deep seas as it is being that, you know, I'm a Pisces and just in general, I'm like a deeply emotional person and I tend to pick up on a lot of energies and Even though I go through phases where I try and ignore that and that's when I tend to get into trouble with myself, lately I've just been kind of embracing that, embracing that feeling of wanting to dig down deep and wanting to kind of, you know, be a little bit more curious about the things I see in my dreams or be a little bit more curious about just my intuition and my gut feelings and learning how to trust myself again and basically find my truth. This year has been one of the most incredible years of my life. I feel like Honestly, this has been the first year that I've stuck to my goals the most out of any other year I can think of. When I go back and look at the things that I wanted to accomplish this year back in January, when I looked at basically what I had wrote down for what I wanted my morals to be like and what I wanted to accomplish in my career and what I wanted to accomplish in my personal life, a lot of those things, I feel like I really stuck to it and showed up for myself and kind of made it happen, which just makes me feel so happy. Like this is a year that I think I really took a chance on myself and I really pushed myself to not only just talk the talk, but really try and walk the walk and give it my all and put my energy into myself. And not that I feel like it was perfect by any means or that there wasn't still a lot of mistakes and harder parts along the way. But when I look at the 
written down, okay, I want to accomplish this. There's a lot of them that I'm like, whoa, I kind of did that. That's cool. Like just in general with the growth and expansion in the more creative areas of my life, like writing with Catcher and then taking on just this whole new idea with Dancing with Elephants and reworking with Feels. And now I'm writing Catcher too. And there's just been a big, big step taken in that portion of my life where I feel like I'm always going to want to create content. I'm always going to want to create videos as long as you guys will have me. But I also have found this year this whole new avenue of myself and this whole new passion of mine with writing and with wanting to just release books and and just put all these words to paper and take all these thoughts and these clouds out of my head and just put them down into print and, and release them in case anybody else either connects to it or even just to release it from myself, you know? And that's something that was a huge epiphany for me this year. Along with just even my my growth with being a little bit more spiritual and being a little bit more curious about things like meditation and yoga. Like I wrote down that I wanted to be a yogi this year and I feel like I have so much room and so much space to still grow in that area. But I also know that there's been other years where I've written that down and tried it out for a month or two and then gave up. So the fact that I feel like I'm still doing yoga to this day, no matter how far along in my journey with yoga I am, just the fact that I kind of stuck to it just makes me feel competent. It makes me feel like, okay, you know what? I actually can accomplish things that I set out for as long as my intentions are pretty pure. So there's a lot of goals with 2018 that I feel like I came at with a really good and healthy perspective and mindset. And those goals I actually ended up sticking with. Even traveling and bringing Bentley with me, that was a big goal of mine this year too. And now I feel so much more confident in my ability to do those things. I feel confident in my ability to, you know, run away to New York City for a night and just know exactly how to take a little dog with you. I could tell somebody else how to do that now because I pushed myself to step into the unknown and push further and basically find ways to enjoy my life more. I think the biggest thing that I feel like I really accomplished this year is getting out of my shell and getting out of my anxiety because if there's one big whoa moment when I look at my life this year in comparison and in contrast to other years, I think that I was really good in the past at finding one or two people to just kind of mingle with and not really, you know, go out to events or go out to parties or push myself to just like get around other humans. And this year was a big year of just wanting to be around new energy and wanting to just accept other people into my life and just learn about other people and learn from other people. And this year, I feel like my anxiety really took a back seat and I just kind of showed up and was just who I was somehow in some way or for a night or two and learned how to open myself up to learning and meeting new people. And I feel like I added so much more richness to my life this year. And that put me in such a more confident and comfortable place to be curious about the people I'm going to meet next year. There's just a lot of really good that happened this year. But needless to say, it being one of the best years of my life, it was also one of the most eye-opening in the most uncomfortable ways. I think I saw a lot of pieces of myself this year that maybe weren't as pretty or weren't as likable as I wish I could have admitted, but that we are going to dip into into the second part of this episode. So I'm going to take a quick pause, let you guys hear out just a few of the messages from the sponsors that brought you guys today's episode, and then we're going to get into basically how I found my truth of 2018 and how to stand in that truth. An official message from Medicare. 
A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. So seeing as sleep is a topic that I talk about quite often and my problems with it most specifically, I think we can all agree that sleep is important and most importantly, the quality of your sleep and how it affects your daily life. So if you guys are also struggling to get a good night's sleep, then you've got to try Purple Mattress. Purple Mattress uses this brand new, unique material that was actually developed by rocket scientists. It's going to feel different like anything you've ever laid on before, and nothing like the memory foam that you're already used to. The purple material feels super unique because it's firm and soft at the same time, and it keeps everything supported while remaining completely comfortable. It's also breathable, so it helps keep you cool and warm at night too. It also ends up giving you this zero gravity feel, which is perfect no matter what your sleeping position is. You're able to get a hundred nights worth of a risk-free trial and if you're not fully satisfied you can return your mattress for a full refund it's backed by a 10-year warranty and it comes with free shipping and returns you can also get a free in-home setup and have them remove your old mattress as well you guys are gonna love purple and right now all of the coffee talk listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of any mattress that's in addition to a lot of other great free gifts that they're offering site-wide just text talk to 474747. The only way to get this free pillow is if you text T-A-L-K to 474747. That's talk to 474747. Message and data rates may apply. So I also don't know about you guys, but around the wintertime every year, that's usually when I like to restock my undergarments in my closet, which by the way, I'm going to be having a full video on with my winter closet tour and basically prepping my closet for winter with all of my cozy goodies and my undergarments as well. But one of the new undergarments that I actually recently added to my closet is a bra from Third Love. Third Love has a perfect fit using millions of real women's measurements. Third Love designs its bras with breast size and shape in mind for an impeccable fit and incredible feel. Third Love Love is the industry leader with over 70 sizes, including its signature half cup sizes as well. Plus, you can skip the trip. You can find your fit in 60 seconds on their online fit finder, order it, and then try it on at home. There's no awkward fitting room experiences involved. One of the things that I like that they do is this fit finder quiz where you just basically answer a couple of simple questions to find your perfect fit. There's over 10 million women that have taken the quiz to date, and it's actually fun and (laughs) takes like less than a minute to complete. Ultimately, it helps you identify the breast size and shape, and it's going to help you pick out the style that's going to best fit your body. Not to mention it's hands down probably one of the most comfortable bras I own. It's the one that I ended up choosing. It's a bit more of like a t-shirt style bra, which I find super hard to find in terms of one that actually doesn't look like you're wearing a bra underneath your t-shirt. But this one fits like a glove. Like it's almost like it's my own skin. So every time I throw any tight t-shirt or even if I'm wearing like a long sleeve dress where you wouldn't be able to see the straps and such underneath, you can barely tell that anything's under there. I just look perky. Not to mention they actually just came out with a whole new style of cotton t-shirt bras and cotton underwear. So again, perfect for that like t-shirt, you know, just cute, like in your PJs kind of style. Third Life knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering all of the Coffee Talk listeners 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com talk now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com talk for 15% off today. So now that I've basically rambled about all the 
ways I freaking loved 2018, I'm going to dip into all of the ways that 2018 also was just a big giant mirror of self-reflection because even though I feel like I accomplished a lot of the goals that I had written down for the year, there was still a lot of big, big roadblocks that I did not see coming this year that ultimately have forced me into sitting exactly where I am talking about exactly this topic because they forced me to face my truth. And that has not been something I've been very good at. From a really young age, part of who I am and part of the way I was raised and part of the example that was shown to me growing up was to pretend as if flaws don't exist, to pretend as if there's nothing wrong, to act like the elephant isn't just standing in the room and like you're basically the happiest you could ever be no matter what's going on, you know, to always save face. And that has been something that I haven't fully grasped or wrapped my head around until this year because I'm seeing now that I'm growing into my womanhood and now that I feel like I'm, you know, becoming more of a woman, as lame as that sounds, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of the ways that, you know, habits that grew into my sense of protection growing up as a kid and also the example set for me from my own mother have affected me now that I'm getting to an age that these type of behaviors are either going to be left behind because I know they're not going to help me grow anymore as an individual or I'm going to cling and attach to them and basically milk them the rest of my life and constantly be stuck hitting burdens with them. And that is something that I feel like I made it sound so simple, but damn, this year hit me in the face with that truth so many times until I was ready to listen. I struggled a lot with my confidence this year. I remember even just a few months ago sitting in a booth with Larissa and we were getting lunch and it was right before we moved into this apartment here. And we were both just in a pocket of our lives where we were feeling a little defeated, like our souls had been just kind of stomped on a little bit, you know? And I remember saying to her, and it was just something that just was so, it just flowed out of my mouth. It was just exactly how I was feeling in the moment. And I didn't really think about it before I had said it, where I just felt like I was unlovable. And the minute I had said it, first of all, I remember Larissa's, just like the look on Larissa's face was just kind of like, that's so sad. (laughs) Or like, but also relate. Like, I feel like as girls, we all kind of feel that in some way, or not even just as girls, as humans, we all feel unlovable in some way, you know? We feel like these flaws that we tend to notice more than anybody else notices, by the way, make us unlovable. And we find that when people come along to our lives, and then for some reason, for whatever reason, it doesn't work out that we're unlovable or when you read a nasty, hateful comment about yourself that you're unlovable or, you know, when you think about the ways that your family has maybe failed you in some way or hurt you in some way along in your life that that makes you unlovable or that's because you were unlovable. And that's such a sad, sad way to look at life. I know that. But I think it's a very relatable feeling that we all feel on one level or another. And It was the first time I had really said it out loud and the truth of those words hit me with so much force that I actually wanted to like throw up. I felt sick. Like I was just like, ew, like I can't believe, like why, why did that just, do I actually feel this? Like, and if I do, then am I able to accept that feeling? Like that's an unacceptable feeling. I don't think that anyone should feel unlovable. My belief for everybody, and that includes like even animals, is just like, I want everyone to feel loved. And if I want everyone to feel loved, how come I am not giving that sense of compassion to myself? And so that's why it was so eye-opening. One, I mean, being that realizing that I felt that lack of even just a guy's attention and a guy's love would make me feel like I was unlovable. 
and help just, you know, weave this narrative of not being good enough that dates back long before my 20s. Like that in itself also made me really sad. And then two, how much basically my attachment to that truth affected the way that I was loving, caring, and finding the compassion for myself most specifically in this year. That is where I think I kind of just like was just shocked by seeing how out of touch I really was with myself despite, you know, preaching or feeling like or thinking or trying to convince myself that I was completely in tune and centered and balanced, you know? Through exploring things like yoga and meditation, I think that at the beginning of this year, it was all about learning how to just be in the moment, how to accept the moment, how to accept myself, how to accept just everything and slow down and just really immerse myself into my life and where I was, no matter how, you know, how much sleep I had the night before, no matter how much I felt like I was pretty that day, no matter how much I felt like I accomplished that day or no matter what, that was what it was for me at the beginning of the year. And Again, now that it's November, I'm able to look back on this year and see that come summer, I felt like I kind of became stagnant in my progression with yoga and my progression with meditation. And through that moment of me telling Larissa that I felt like I was unlovable and then clicking it into feeling like I had become stagnant in my life right around the summertime, I started to question or become curious, okay, well, what changed? Like what made me feel like I lost that sense of truth with myself? I was taking these moments that were supposed to be meant for, you know, finding some quiet to just basically pick out all the flaws and all the ways that I still had to work and all of the things that I was failing at and to just tell myself like, oh, no, 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 this is what we do. We become aware of our failures so that we can work on them or, oh, well, you did that wrong, so maybe you need to be working on this. And suddenly my yoga practice where I was at one point just kind of curious about moving my body, it became, well, okay, this isn't going right, so maybe we need to do it this way now. Or my meditation became this space where I was supposed to just find some center and some calm to, okay, now I have 15 minutes to think about all of the ways that I want to plan out basically building my life or moving forward or working on the things that I apparently needed to fix, you know? And what was supposed to be constructive became destructive. It became like a very toxic kind of mindset of just constantly needing to fix or better myself so that I could fill this gap of feeling unlovable. And here I was, you know, and I I want to reiterate that this was a very subconscious thing. Like I didn't realize I was doing this at the time. If anything, my intentions were so good and my intentions were pure and I really did want to accept and love myself, I think, in those moments of my life. But it was so hard for me to see the difference between finding compassion for myself and just feeling like I was constructively trying to criticize myself, you know, and those two things, while they're both really good in helping us expand and grow, you can't lose the balance and way too heavily into the constructive criticism without that compassion or else you're going to literally feel unlovable, out of touch and suddenly lose your sense of truth with who you are and that sense of confidence and backbone in who you are. And so while I was sitting there preaching to love yourself, I was listing out all of the reasons why I wasn't ready to do so yet. And it's so weird because that was like one of the biggest goals I had for 2018 was, okay, I just want to stand in my truth. I just want to feel so confident in who I am that not because I think that I'm incredible by any means or that I am like, oh, look at me. It's just, I want to feel confident because I want 
to know that it's safe to feel that way. I want to know that it's okay that I like myself and do that so that anyone else that ever looks this way or watches my content or listens knows that it's okay for them to like themselves. I don't want people to, you know, listen to my podcasts or watch my videos and want to be me. I want people to listen to my podcasts and watch my videos and want to be them. And that truth was what I was missing when I was trying to record these last two podcasts because it was about, okay, what do I need to say? What do I need to say? And the truth is all I needed to say all along was my truth because my truth is me accepting who I am. And in turn, I hope anyone listening makes them feel comfortable to think, oh God, okay, well, damn, if she's being that honest, maybe I can be that honest about how I feel today. And Every time I had choked down my own truth, every time I had said what I thought I had to say rather than what I felt I needed to say, I was basically stealing away my magic. And that is why, my friends, I've officially figured out what was making me feel so frazzled the last few weeks and all throughout the edge of Utober because I felt like I was just doing what I had to, not what I felt like was my truth, you know? And losing that and finding it again wow, that sense of power that comes with that is astronomical. I feel like I'm slowly beginning to understand and this is such a good time of life to be figuring this out, you know, coming into 2019 and just winding down 2018. That lesson that I learned this year, that big, huge epiphany of like when I look back on this year, this is going to be the thing that I think, wow, when I was 24, that's when I figured this out. I feel like I'm slowly beginning to understand what it means to stand inside my own truth, even when, you know, I'm not feeling like everyone's going to like what I have to say or everyone's going to agree with what I do. At the end of the day, I just need to know that I have to accept what I say. I have to accept what I do or, you know, to not wait for someone else's love to make me feel like I can love myself or to walk away from situations where my gut is screaming at me like, what are you doing? But I'm just like, oh, let's try and see the best in everybody. Like, no, there is no problem with, you know, wanting to stay open and wanting to stay progressive and wanting to stay expansive. But there's also no problem in learning your boundaries and finding your own backbone and standing in that truth to accept your flaws instead of pretending like you don't have any so that you can find a way to work with them instead of like constantly resisting them or denying them and letting them find back doors and ways to control you and to basically harbor your life until you learn their lesson. To always just be honest even when you're afraid of letting people down or to feel okay with not feeling okay sometimes or just maybe wanting to be by yourself sometimes or maybe needing other people sometimes. To be sad when your heart is broken and know that it doesn't make you weak to cry or make you weak to be vulnerable or make you weak because you cared or to have faith and trust in your own ability to take care of yourself and Instead of feeling like you need to chase people and places to find your power, to instead rise within it. So that (laughs) is my deep, 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 deep basic understandings of what the last few weeks has been teaching me and just basically taking a break from creating content and asking myself as if Bradley Cooper was standing right behind me holding me because I wish that was my truth. You know, don't ask why people are listening. Just make sure that what you have to say is what you want to say. Like you just got to stand in that truth and to make sure that you dig down deep into your soul and you find your two legs to stand on. And can I just say that I feel like for the first time since maybe the beginning of this year, I'm standing on two legs, you know? (laughs) So 
That is it for part one of this week's podcast episode. Because there was no podcast episode last week, I'm actually going to be posting a second episode tomorrow. So check back on that because it's actually going to slowly tie in or slightly tie in, sorry, to this episode where this one was all about how basically the epiphanies of me discovering my truth and The next episode is going to be how to stand in your power because one of the biggest things I think I learned even just in the last week just going to London and I really want to talk about it because I'm just, I don't know, I was just so inspired by that trip was how to own your power and stand in your power and just feel good in that truth of who you are. So definitely check back tomorrow if you guys want to join me for another warm beverage and listen to that. And aside from that, I will talk to all of you guys then. (laughs) Bye, guys. (laughs) 